You're listening to Digital Fundraising Hacks, the show where you can learn about the latest trends and tactics in paid digital media, funnels, optimization, content, and more. Nick and Chris have worked with some of the biggest nonprofits in the world on their unique Facebook Fundraising Accelerator program. If you work for a nonprofit and you're looking to scale fundraising, then you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Nick and Chris. Hey everybody and welcome to the first episode of Digital Fundraising Hacks. It's super cool to be here. My name's Nick. I'm the CEO and founder of Raise Through and I've got my colleague Chris here with me. Say hi, Chris. Hey, yeah. Uh, it's great to be here. Oh man, I thought you were going to say g'day. No, sorry. <laughs> you, might de- you might detect that Chris has got a bit of an Aussie accent there, um, but I'm, I'm kicking it out of him um, now that he's over, over in the UK. I try to avoid g'day these days. I'm, I'm converted to English. Good, good man. So, guys, um, we are, um, uh, you know, we're here uh, starting this podcast, and and one of the things that um, you know we do is we help nonprofits scale their digital fundraising, and so that's why we call this digital fundraising hacks. Hacks is a bit of an overused term, I realise. Chris, you know, it's, do you think it's kind of a bit overused, really? Sometimes, yeah, definitely, it's one of those buzzwords. But um, for me, it has the important part about it is that it, it means we get something practical. You need to take away something that you can actually use and put into practice. And that's what we're going to try and give you today. That's right. So if you guys are in fundraising in um, an organization, a nonprofit organization, maybe you're in charge of like, individual giving or you're in digital fundraising or in some other kind of form of fundraising, you're in the right place. We want to download to you as much uh, stuff. We, Chris and I have both kind of worked in large charities and also consulting and uh, at the moment, we, we spend our time kind of helping organizations scale their digital fundraising on Facebook. So what we want to do is get these kind of practical gems to you. Every episode is going to be about 15, 20 minutes for each episode. And we're going to pick one topic, go deep on it and see if we can't pull out some kind of really practical advice for you guys. Um, does that sound good? Sound good to you, Chris? Yeah, let's go. Cool. So let's ju- jump straight into our first uh, subject today, guys, which is we've called it images versus video, which is best um, for your fundraising ads on Facebook. So we're going to um, uh, look uh, at this episode. We're going to kind of look at some of the pros and cons of um, using video versus uh, images, how we can kind of say um, what we can say about either one and maybe um, uncover a little hack because that's what this is all about uh, of what you can, uh, maybe something you're missing, right, uh, in between uh, images and videos. There's kind of a new way of doing things and we want to kind of uh, give you that info today. So um, Chris, let's dive in. What are we seeing with our clients? So we've got, you know, we've helped 40 clients with their Facebook ads in the last uh, six months. What are we seeing generally across their ad accounts and their activity when it comes to fundraising on Facebook? Sure. Well, definitely the the big obvious thing was that the majority of charities are using images in their ads for probably 95% of the ads, if not more. Um, Some nonprofits are, you know, hardly using video at all. Um, and you know, there's lots of reasons behind that, but it was definitely a big flag for us that we needed to try and put together some sort of process for people to be able to use video, you know, more and produce it easily and quickly and and cheaply as well. Yeah. So we've got. I think we we kind of came up with this figure that kind of, you know, maybe 95 percent, maybe even more of our clients um, or the the ads that our clients are putting out are kind of static images. And and so why is that a problem? Like what is what is that going to if you just if you just use static image for your Facebook ads, what's wrong with that? Like talk, like let's talk a little bit about like why that even matters, right? Yeah, sure. So 
the very first thing that you need to do with a Facebook ad is to stop people scrolling past it. You're not going to raise any money from your Facebook ads if people continue to just scroll past your ad. Um, and in a very busy and competitive newsfeed, um, that's really hard to do with static images. You need to get some movement in there, um, some motion. And we talk about this a lot, adding motion and, and videos, obviously, uh, are the way to do that on Facebook. And, and you know, this advice comes directly from Facebook as well. It's not just us sort of making this up. Um, and yeah, it makes total sense. The very first thing is to stop people scrolling past. And, uh, you know, that's really hard to capture their attention with just sort of static images. It's in the name, they're static. Yeah, so so you've got this thing where people are on their smartphones, right? They're scrolling through. The, you know, I always say that you know when I watch people, I observe people how they're using their smartphones with on Facebook. They're scrolling through the newsfeed so fast; it's so easy for them just to go past our content um, if we're just using a static ad. So we need to do more to stop them. If we don't stop them, we can't expect them to to take action or, or click on our ad or anything like that, right? The first job is we have to stop them. So we want motion. That's cool. So let's let's talk the flip side. So what is of the videos that our clients are doing or, you know, it's not just our clients, right? We observe um, other organizations in the marketplace doing different things. Mainly, what are, what are the mistakes being made around video when we do put out a video? Yeah, sure. It's the, the traditional way that we've done video kind of across the nonprofit sector is that we've done long kind of, um, you know, really storytelling case study sort of um, miniature films movies really that they've been you know quite long production and a lot of the time with footage from the field um, and probably quite expensive a process for the whole thing they've been you know definitely over a minute long most of them sit around a minute and a half two minutes because in that style with a you know a slow beginning and um, a bit of a reveal about you know who we're talking about and may not even reveal who the brand is until the end um, you know that sort of style takes a long time to to get the story across, um, and for me that's the biggest mistake because it just doesn't work on a really fast-paced platform like Facebook. People don't have time to watch something that long uh, unless they are super committed, and and you know they're only a, a small fraction of the audience that that are in that position. Yeah. So so some of the things that that we see um, happening are um, like long-form video, and, and so. You know, I remember like, you know, before, you know, say, say five, 10 years ago, like a one minute video would have been considered very, very short. Right. Yeah. But nowadays, like, like anything over 30 seconds or even 40, like, you know, would, would be considered long form. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's long form in my from, mind. From, from, yeah. From a Facebook sense. So, so I think sometimes like what I, what I perceive is going on is that videos become they're perceived to be quite expensive by organizations and, and like a lot of like they're big projects. So you might be doing a campaign and you get an agency or get support to do this video. And this video is kind of a, a hero piece of content and you want to, because you're spending a lot of money on it, you want to put it on YouTube and on your website and in an email and on Facebook. And, 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 and there, there lies in a problem because you're not really thinking about the context of each channel. And this, this video is becoming such a big project. It needs to go well. It needs to justify itself. And so therefore you have, you know, you're putting all your eggs in one basket in a way. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of been the way that most nonprofits have done it for, for a while now. And um, things have moved on. You know, you, you just can't expect uh, one like 
type of video, one piece to work across all of those channels because they're so different now. They've all developed their own personalities and the people who use them behave in different ways just because they're on those different channels like Facebook compared to Twitter or Instagram or YouTube. They're all very different and they kind of demand different styles of content now. Okay, so let's talk about, like, let's move forward to the new way of doing things. So you've got um, static images, uh, maybe not being enough to interrupt people scrolling through the news feed. And then you've got like this kind of the way that we're doing video not working. So, so there's, there's, a, there's kind of like a new way, right, that, we, that we've developed. Um, it's actually f something that Facebook talk about a lot. And we've worked with Facebook in, in kind of workshops on this and then adapted this for clients. But it's, there's a kind of, there's a hybrid, right, between images and videos um, that we can utilize so that we've got, so we can produce kind of the kind of creative for our Facebook ads a lot more effectively, a lot more cost effectively and quicker so that we can do more testing. So, you know, we call it creative hacking, right, Chris? Yeah, exactly. If we look at the kind of barriers that are stopping people from using video, it's because it's really expensive. It takes a long time to produce those sort of things. They need usually help from an agency, um, you know, and then that is expected to perform across all of their channels. If we kind of forget all of those things and say, okay, let's find a way that is really inexpensive to make video. Um, we can do it very quickly, like within a couple of days, we can produce multiple videos. And then we end up with a lot of different videos that we can test against each other uh, and that are potentially could be used for just one channel. In this case, we're talking about Facebook. So it's kind of looking at it from a very different angle. Yeah, I haven't really I, done in the past, I think. Yeah, it's looking at it from re-engineering from trying to get success on the channel that you're in and then and then re-engineering the things that you need. So so the reason we call it a hybrid, like I, I mentioned the word hybrid, is because these videos aren't actually created from video content, right? So, yeah, so exactly. you can create extremely cost-effective 20-second to 30-second videos which have which are made up of images, right? So you make you give motion to images and maybe you add kinet what's called kinetic text, which is moving text on top of that. And you can create something that then... Is it, it's not a long form video, it's a short form video. It's kind of like a, a set of moving images, a little bit like a slideshow, but different to a slideshow. Uh, and then that's that's the way you can produce the con more content in a more agile way. No more kind of, you know, spending weeks or even months with agencies producing this hero video content style that then, you know, doesn't give you enough content to actually test anything in Facebook either, right? Yeah, exactly. You're you're really gambling that uh, you're going to achieve creative audience fit with just one piece, um, you know, and you're assuming that that's going to happen, which is uh, a, a huge risk to take because if it doesn't, then you've spent all of that money and time and effort uh, on producing a video that, you know, your audience doesn't necessarily like or isn't going to respond in the way that you wanted. So, um, yeah, this is all about just adding motion, you know, a, a simple... Uh, slideshow is about in its most basic form we would like to see you know a lot more advanced than that but um, that's kind of starting from there and moving up and it's also about considering the ad formats uh, in Facebook so you know you have things like video carousels and canvas uh, and then the different types of video formats that you can use as well like cinemagraphs uh, and parallax videos things like that that add that extra element into it as well and certainly the types of, they're the types of things that haven't really been used to full advantage in the past where we've just followed a kind of traditional make a small movie kind of tell a story format. Um, so we're really getting away from that. 
Yeah, so, so what you need is, is you need a new process that really um, enables you to create your content uh, with the right thinking, the right strategy in mind. Think Things like stopping the scroll, things like producing enough content quickly enough to test different ads properly in Facebook. Um, you know, those kind of things, but still, you know, conveys that emotional storytelling that you need to get donors. So I think that, you know, one thing that we talk about a lot, right, Chris, is creative audience fit. So, you know, what you don't get if you just produce that one piece of video content is you don't get enough content to then do robust testing of your Facebook ads to different audiences on Facebook to see which ones work the best. And that that often can stop people scaling their Facebook ads, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't know how many times we've had clients come to us and say, oh, we know that doesn't work. And the chances are that they haven't tested that in a really robust manner. Um, and it's the same kind of result when you just put one piece out uh, with no kind of contrasting, um, you know, other test element in there that's that's completely different and you're trying to motivate your audience in a completely different way. We're, we're really in the zone of just pushing one piece out uh, and, you know, you don't really learn much from that. It may work, it may not, um, but you'll never find out why and whether it was just one part of the audience that was interested in it and the rest of the audience is interested in something completely different, you know. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the things that um, definitely I, I I hear people say, I hear clients say, I hear I hear other people say is, oh, we tested images versus video, and uh, you know, images images work better, and and you know that's why our question, the whole setup of this podcast is a bit is a bit of a stupid question really, because obviously a really fantastic image can be a really terrible video. Right. Um, but actually, when I look at the test that those people have done, those guys have done, and you really dig into like the statistical significance of what they've done, it's not actually really a proper test. Right. So the way I think about it is like if you were to take 10 or even more of each type, so you to take 10 videos um, of the style that we're talking about. So, you know, created with Facebook in mind and, and, and done in a short way to capture people's attention and stop, stop them in the scroll versus 10 static images. I would bet my family fortune, which isn't a lot, um, granted, uh, on on the on the videos winning right over that distance. Uh, if you did a proper statistical test, and that's kind of what we're saying is that you know you want to be producing the con the creative. You want to give yourself the best starting point with your Facebook ad as you possibly can. And it's amazing to me how many organisations say they can't scale Facebook and they don't look at the creative side of it as the problem. They think it's some button in Facebook they haven't pressed or that they've saturated their audiences and Facebook's not got enough people on it, which is you know not true so yeah <laughs> um, yeah well, it's totally maybe, maybe it's, tr- it's maybe it's true in china right but it's not true in most markets yeah yeah it, it really is probably the most neglected part that we see um you know people are worried about like you said whether we press this button here and whether we set this up right here and are we targeting the right people and everything else that you know they don't spend any money on producing creative they don't test creative in a really thorough way um you know it's it's so kind of undervalued and it's kind of mind-boggling when you think about it because it's the the thing that that the audience interacts with you know it's the first thing they see they don't know how you've set up your campaign they don't know how technically advanced it is on the back end they just see your creative um, yeah so we need to make sure that that's you know as good as it can be 
Yeah, and I think I think also one of the things that why we rely on static images is we're just producing too many ads all the time. Like we we've got too many campaigns that we're trying to to do ads behind, and too many kind of calendar moments that we've organised, and it's like the wrong way of thinking. And so you know, one part of it is also kind of focusing on the the campaigns and thing and areas that you want to push. Um, for your for your fundraising and that doesn't have to be every single moment that's happening in your organization because sometimes I think it's just you're having to produce I mean, we had one client right who produced over 300 ads in a year I mean that's over one per day in terms of their working days and and doesn't you know even with our our process that we help clients with to produce short videos a lot lot quicker you're still not going to if you're doing 100 ads be, uh, 300 ads be able to do that right so part of it is kind of less is more and focusing on doing doing kind of the ads at the right time right yeah exactly it's about quality um you know you learn for different campaigns how how long it takes before you get that kind of creative fatigue but uh yeah certainly producing that sort of volume of ads uh there's something wrong there's something going on there that you need <laughs> there's to look something at. wrong so so true so true so guys look we're we're coming towards the end of the episode we're, like let's just summarize it so you know you need to find creative audience fit you need in, in facebook ads terms you're going to need to do um more than just static images all the time and more than long form video you're going to have to find a way to stop people in the scroll uh if you want to you know if you're doing a facebook campaign you're going to want three or four at least three or four bits of really really nice content to test against each other that takes a new process you don't want to be doing the traditional way that you're producing your videos you need this kind of new creative hacking process that accelerates the production of short form video videos that aren't made of video content but made of kind of images and kinetic text so guys that's our kind of hack for you today hope you enjoyed the episode i think we've kept on time chris would you say yeah pretty good yeah i think it's pretty good for a first one so guys um listen out for the next one hope you enjoyed it uh you know send us any um uh, i'm nick at raisethrough.com my email address which is r-a-i-s-e-t-h-r-u.com love to hear your feedback what you thought of the first episode and uh, we'll see you again we're going to try and do them weekly right chris yeah yeah definitely we'll have something new next week cool see you guys Hey everybody, this is Nick. Thanks so much for tuning in to our very first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Just wanted to say if you have any questions about uh, your digital fundraising and specifically about creative and Facebook ads, because that's what we talked about in this episode, get in touch. We do these things called um, strategy sessions and they're just simply like, uh, they're free, they're 45 minutes to an hour and we can deep dive into your situation. We love to meet new new people who are doing um, digital fundraising and uh, yeah, grab that. Uh, you just have to go to our website. It's raisethrough.com. That's R A. A-I-S-E-T-H-R-U dot com forward slash apply. You can apply for a free strategy session. We can't we can't take it from everyone. Uh, there's a little form to fill in. It'll take you two minutes, but we'd love to love to kind of deep dive with you on some of your questions and help you out. So uh, do that and ch- definitely come in, check the next episode. Cheers.